your boys back again with another I'll Raise You This. And uh, today we're going to be talking about something that's been going on and affecting everyone worldwide. And that would be obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. And I know you had uh, some things to start off with. So uh, go ahead and kick it off. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, or listeners as far as I don't know how many people listen to this anymore but hello uh however start us out um BK set it out we were going to be talking about COVID and more specifically our experiences and how that has translated to our opinions but also the things going on around us um I don't know if this is your first time listening or you're an avid listener on this but uh we tend to uh use our name to segue into other things that take us from the topic itself. So that all being said and well and done, um, I'll go ahead and just jump right in there. Um, so talking about COVID, everybody already knows it. Uh, supposedly, you know, there's really no proof uh, due to the fact of how uh, different countries run their government organizations that it came from China. Um and how it came from China. And then, obviously, if you follow the media these days, it's been said it came from uh, various countries uh, to include uh, America. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, with that being said, also, my personal experience, I'll go ahead and kind of get into that, would be, uh, you you say that COVID probably started in what early 2020, right? Like we'll say January. Uh, yeah. So, I actually have the CDC's website pulled up right now, and they've been tracking okay. since January 21st of 2020. Okay, so I can vividly remember 2020 New Year's Eve. Everything was fine. My birthday was the following week. Everything was fine, celebrated that, well dandy. Uh, and then after that, I had another friend's birthday we celebrated. And then that's when I, that's when I remember things kind of took a turn. And as they take a turn, uh, I don't know how old people are that listen to this again. So I'll preface this with, if you're old enough to remember any outbreak from SARS to the flu, uh, or more specifically the Spanish flu, or uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's alive for that really. Or um, uh, Matt, it was not Mad Cow disease. It was another one that that happened when I was little, little. Um, bird flu, that's what it was. Uh, things of that nature. Then it wasn't taken very serious at first because obviously the media is what the media is, which is you know exaggerative. And I was in Korea, and I'll, I can vividly, vividly remember at first we were all going out, and it was fun. Nobody really cared, and then it hit Korea. And then when it hit Korea, it hit Korea pretty bad. Now, here's the thing about Korea, and I think it's about the same size as Rhode Island, maybe a little bit bigger, give or take. And that's, I mean, Rhode Island compared to America is, you know, a fraction. Now, if you take into account, we'll say a governor of uh, of Rhode Island, right? He has still the checks and balances of the federal government, the state government, et cetera. 
Now, that being a country, they listen very well. They handle that very well. At first, it was pretty bad. Nobody really listened. Uh, and then they started to get a lot of deaths. They were after, right after um, uh, China, obviously, they were the next leading in the outbreak, whether deaths and infections. And the government shut everything down soon on, and then they kind of had a wrap on that. So I wouldn't say, but like maybe three, four months after that whole thing, it was back to normal life. And people in Korea already wear masks because of the pollution coming from China. So it wasn't really a big thing. Not everybody wore masks prior to that. You know, you'll get a couple people. The further you go up north, i.e. Seoul, I was down near the beach area, Busan area. So not a lot of people wore masks, but still people would wear masks and and not no disrespect to their culture then, but we'd poke fun at it and you think it was different. Um, but then it became obviously a regular day, uh, you know, thing for everybody in the world. So then we all did it. And then we just would go out and move on and carry on. Like, I mean, they obviously the military had the restrictions, but you have those people who were still going out and partying. And my base was very fortunate enough to be attached to the ROK side, which is Republic of Korea Navy. There was one gate that that separated us. And we closed it down, you know, on and off for a amount of time, depending on if they had an outbreak or not. But nobody on my base ever got an infection. So I can't or anybody. Well, my grandma ended up getting it, you know, back stateside. But we can get into those topics later. But from my experience, honestly, Kernogle, it was very, very light you know and now coming to an area at, uh the middle east it's it's a lot different you know yeah. i can't go to the next without being vaccinated i just found out i can't go to a gym without being vaccinated you know and it's 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 breathtaking and it's sobering but it's at the same time it kind of makes it to where you have a better understanding because i feel like i was living in a I wouldn't say – I'd probably say a bubble. I was going to say originally a fairy tale, but more so a bubble. And the bubble being the base is 150 people max, you know, daily. And you knew everybody like a family. And if somebody got it, you were going to know. And they took their precautions. They did everything they needed to do. And I'll, I actually remember we had an MA2 who was fairly new at the command. I won't say names. And CNN came up to us, came up to the gate. And we were, I remember my boss, my OIC was in a meeting with the uh, commander, commanding officer, excuse me. And out of nowhere, uh, we were looking to get the cameras and I'm on shift that day. And somebody's like, what are all these people doing out front? And obviously we tell them to scatter because of our, uh, our rules, our SOPs and PPRs. And we found out that it's actually a news um you know, CNN and he, they ended up asking him a couple questions and inadvertently he answered them. Not, I don't know if it was due to negligence of knowing who they were or just, you know, out, uh, out of, you know, just trying to be a nice guy for, for whatever. Cause the dude's a great guy. We'll say that, but he ended up getting his ass ripped, almost got sent to mass because obviously you can't do that. Uh, luckily nothing came about it and the information he leaked out wasn't too bad, but yeah. So even with that experience, it was just one and done, you know, because we again, we were the second country to kind of get that outbreak started. So that's that's really my my experience, you know, thus far, you know, and I will say this. I didn't I never contracted it, even though I was doing some things I probably shouldn't have been doing. I'll say that. So. Yeah, man, just looking here. Um, 
I did some like quick stats real quick and you know less than one percent of the population in Korea got uh, <clears throat> contracted COVID. Yeah. Um, you know, Korea's or South Korea's approximately you know fifty one million in population size and one hundred forty six thousand almost almost one hundred forty seven thousand people got it. And I mean, that's a pretty low number. And percentage wise, they're like slightly above the U.S. They're like mm-hmm. one one thousandth above the U.S. in percentages. And, you know, going to the the percentage of the United States, you know, there's 350 million people here. And yeah. there's it, you know, looking at the CDC and what they have for, um, you know, how, um, how many people have gotten it, you know, 350 million and then, uh, 33 and a half million people, uh, have contracted COVID. And And you were one of those, right? I was. Yeah. I was one of those people. And it is less than, so less than 10% of the population contracted COVID. Which is crazy to really, and you have this, and you said you're looking at the stats on the, the site that does everything, you know, as far as health related, the CDC for America. Yeah. Right. I mean, so that's, that's, CDC you can't is, deny those facts. No. And, you know, CDC is American. They have like the World Health Organization. Yeah. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, we know about that due to the whole, uh, our ex president, you know, we went on with that. So, yeah, of course. And, um, you know, and then you look at the death rate and it's um, almost 600,000. Wow. So, if you just round up, do 600,000 and then 33 and a half million, it's 0.17%. Point one. That's insane. You know, it's crazy to think about that, right? When you're saying those things, now think about that in the aspect of, you know, what you see on the, on the news, right? And then how you saw people act or react, should I say. So, I mean, hell, you would have thought it was a zombie apocalypse at a certain point. I mean, what's granted, don't get me wrong, I'm not denying the people who passed away or the virus itself. I'm saying, I'll raise you this, right? If you look at, if you're just an avid news watcher and you're, and you are just tracking it based upon what you're given on that platform, whatever it's, whether it's CBS or CNN or Fox or whatever you truly believe in, or if it's all of it, right? And you just go off of that, you would think it was half, 50% of the world or 50% of America or more. I mean, and that's based upon what I've seen and how I feel like they've blown it up, right? I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to say it's not, not supposed to be blown up or anything. You know, I'm just trying to say that's what they make it seem to be when it's really in reality. You said 1.7% of America. And 
I think I think that's kind of sobering to to if you if you're smart enough to look at the facts and do your own research and you know especially fact check things uh, because at the end of the day nobody's going to do that but but you yeah yeah of course and you know I feel like people like don't don't do that at all um, like not even close. And it's, it's sad to see. Um, and, you know, you, you go back and you look at, um, um, you know, like the H1N1, what was that? Was that like the swine flu? Yeah, I just said yeah. That that's what that's the other one I was thinking about. You're right. Yeah, that's what I said Spanish flu, but it was swine flu. Yeah, that was uh that was when I was in middle school, I believe. Yeah, yep. that was back in 2009. Yep. Um, and, you know, right here it says the CDC estimate there were 60.8 million cases, um, a range from 43 million to 89 million, and then I mean the deaths were a lot lower. Yeah, but the contraction uh, was nearly what, six times more. Yeah. And, you know, I think if we look back at these, it it may show that, you know, back then they were likely treating the illness um, instead of, you know, just kind of like, like with this one, you know, all they would say was, oh, if you get it, like immediately go to the hospital. Yeah. But, you know, if, if you have any other virus, right? Like if you have the, the flu, the common cold, um, you know, anything like that, and you go to the doctors and then they say, yeah, you have influenza, their immediate response is not going to be go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. It's, right? it's going to be nine times out of 10, stay where the fuck you are. Yeah, and they're going to be like, yeah, hunker down at home, take these medications. Mm-hmm. It will – because a virus, you can't give them antibiotics. No, you can't you do can it. You it out. Yeah, you can only treat symptoms. Yeah. And so, you know, anti-inflammatories. Uh, I know yeah. when I get lots sick – Lots of fluids. Yeah, That's lots really of fluids. Cool. Usually when I get sick, I'll take like a decongestant. Mm-hmm. Um, an anti-inflammatory, and then, like, I'll use a like a nasal spray to help start clearing out my sinuses. And you know, with COVID being an upper respiratory infection, like a sinus infection or yeah. influenza, you'll you'll be able to attack that with stronger versions of those types of drugs. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I mean, which I mean, if you're just doing the, I mean, if you're adding two and two, that's four, right? Yeah, it's, you know? it, I mean, it makes common. It just makes yeah. common sense. Um, exactly. And it's just it's sad to see that you know I was I literally did this in like five seconds. All I typed <laughs> in was statistics on COVID CDC, and then I pulled this up, and then I did the basic math of population versus cases and then population versus deaths and 
you know, I haven't, I, I didn't do the, the cases versus deaths, but if we do cases versus deaths real quick, there's been, you know, 33 and Strictly a half America, million. right? Are you talking about worldwide? No, strictly America. Okay. So nearly 600,000 cases. Oh, no, I did do this. I just did it. Um, I, was about to, I was about to say something. I was like, ah. Yeah, I did it. It was yeah. 0.01, um, which in translation, I think you're supposed to multiply these by 100, which I fucked up. But that'd be 1.79% of people that get it die from it. Okay, now, so go ahead, go ahead, because I was an hour. Go ahead. You might answer uh, yeah. this question. And then one uh, – actually, no. The death rates compared to the total population is less than 1%. It's, it's 0.17%. Oh, sorry. And it, it blows my mind that – People would freak out when you have a 1.79% chance of dying. So, and that, that segues into this, right? And, I, and I'll raise you this, right? You know, that's our whole thing. So that's why I said it, but this is also... I want you to answer this because you're a very intelligent person. I like the way you think when it comes down to doing the research. I hate doing the research. I'm glad you do it for me. Not going to lie. <laughs> I just like that. I can understand it. So uh, so I'll read you this right now. You said Spanish flu was back in 2009. 2009, I was actually not in middle school. A lot of not that old. I was actually in high school. So uh, you go back, right? High school, we'll say you we'll say you're in high school, so you, sh- you should have been in high school. Uh, yeah, if you go back in high school and you think about how you lived your life, right? You didn't watch the news. Hell, you probably didn't even watch a lot of TV unless you were with your parents or the football game or whatever. That was regular life before we know it, you know, kind of at its peak. I mean, I honestly think that was around the time was time uh, right before the the house crisis, uh, housing crisis, excuse me. So. If you take that, right, I want you to think about all that. Take all those factors and, and how old you are and, and, and mentally mature you are, right? And vices, obviously, you're older now. And now we're living through a, we'll say, a true pandemic, right? Because when we're, a man, we're wearing masks and, and all the rest of the stuff that follow behind that, right? And do you think that because of, and we said, and I'll state this, right, before I even say that, we said that. The numbers of contraction were at least six times more, right, for the swine flu versus COVID, right? Uh, now, do you? No, near, nearly double. Oh, nearly. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah, you're right. Double. My fault. So, so we'll say we'll say over ten percent. We'll just we'll just say, give it a, a nice pretty number. Over over excuse me, not ten percent. Over ten times more, right? More contracted. Now, will you say? I'll give you three options, right? Well, you say it was because the way the media play that, right, and how people put that stigma in there versus COVID and the swine flu, right? That's your first thought. Would you say it was because of how we handled the situation 
in the in the time of we've learned, you know, over time, obviously humans learn, you know, through history. Hopefully, may not allowing history to repeat itself, you know, or do you say third overall? It was because of medicine and the evolutions we've made as far as technology and uh, those that realm, right? Which I mean, it could be all three, it could be two of the three, it could be none, it could be one, right? What where, where, where does your opinion lie on that? Because if I'll answer it real quickly for myself, I think it's because of the media. I think the media plays a huge factor in how people approach their day-to-day life because, I mean, hell, most people pick up their phone before they do any type of exercise in their sake of morning to their significant other or their damn kid now, right? So that's where, that's where my mind goes, you know, as far as, you know, media plays, you know, with technology and whatnot, right? So I want to hear your opinion on that before I kind of divulge any more information on my side because you might have the same opinion. You might have something different, so. Yeah, so um, you know, just bring up a, a broader topic. I'll stay on the topic, but I'll raise you this that the, the media has uh, a role to play in everyday life in I mean, including the pandemic and including your like people's perceptions of you know, you you name it, pop stars, political figures um, the environment, you know, our, our energy systems, uh, foreign, uh, like foreign policy, the, the media has a role to play in all of these things. And then when you circle back to, uh, the virus, you know, 2009, I was 11 years old. So I was in middle school and, you know, I don't ever remember it being that huge of a deal. You remember it, right? Um, but you don't remember yeah, it. Like, like I don't, I don't remember said. it being like a huge thing. Like almost double, like 60.8 million cases in the United States, nearly double the amount of cases um, that, you know, COVID-19 has produced. And um, you know, the only thing that's like come about it was the the vaccine for H1N1 um, was apparently put in with like the seasonal flu vaccine, so like your yearly influenza vaccine that mm-hmm. you know, us in the military are required to get. But if you're just a civilian, um, you're not necessarily required to get it. And honestly, if I was a civilian, I probably wouldn't get it. Um, I would because the the flu vaccine is only for the previous strain of influenza and every year there's a new strain. So, you know, and say you got influenza from the past strain. Now you have the antibodies to fight that off instead of just getting a virus. And, you know, it's pretty crazy with, you know, COVID there. The biggest thing the media is pushing out is vaccine, 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 get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yeah. And, you look at all these past uh, pandemics, we'll say like, you know, swine flu, bird flu, Spanish flu, uh, just like your seasonal influenza, still worldwide. Nowhere, no other sickness that anybody gets will produce this kind of push for a vaccine, even if you've already had it. 
Yeah, that's actually a good point. Yeah, like the only – well, so unless you don't get the chicken pox vaccine. um, Or tuberculosis. I think those are only – but, I mean, those are before our time. Those are when we were little, little. So I don't think you can really speak on that because we didn't experience – I mean, maybe you didn't experience it. I didn't experience that shit. Excuse my language. Or tuberculosis. That was definitely – I know you didn't experience that shit. Oh, no. So – yeah, so like real as a kid, you know, you you most likely got chickenpox, and then the reason you get a a a vaccine for chickenpox after you've already had it is because uh, chickenpox will evolve into shingles when you get yep. older. And um, so, besides that, and then the most equal virus, I suppose you would compared to covid which has been influenza just the regular yearly flu nowhere else no other disease will you find this much of a push for a vaccine for people who've already had it so you know my personal experience with it i had covid i was sick for about two days i like like very sick um uh extreme fatigue loss of taste and smell, um, you know, cough. I'd say it was a mild cough. Like I wasn't like coughing up a lung or anything. But after those two days of sickness, I was immediately starting to feel better. I like, I started to gain my energy back. Uh, I still felt a slight fatigue. And then the loss of taste and smell are typically the longer lasting side effects of having COVID. Mm-hmm. And, um, but other than that, I was fine. Like I survived. I'm, I'm young, I'm fit, I'm healthy. I, I'd say I get a pretty good daily intake of, of fluids and, you know, BK, calories. Let me, let me pause you real quick. You just said something that I want to ask you, right? You want, you follow Joe Rogan? Uh, I've heard, I don't follow him like consistently, but I've, I've heard some of his opinions on like the COVID vaccine and whatnot. Did you see the opinion that made Dr. Fauci come out and make a public statement about what he said? Yeah. Where he, he said, if you're like young and healthy, he doesn't yes. think that you should need to get the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. So when you say young and healthy, right. I'm, I hate to cut you off. I apologize. Right. Your opinions on that, right? What would you, where, is that, where does that take you, right? Somebody who is getting paid millions of dollars to show it to just, I mean, really just talk, to be honest with you. I mean, how he's a broadcaster of the UFC, if people don't know. And on top of that, he did Fear Factor. I mean, when, if you're in your 20s, you, you watch, you know, growing up, people did sick shit for chump change nowadays. But I mean, back then it was, it was, a, it was quite a bit of money. Uh, but not only that, right? The guys they like, got podcasts now. That's where this statement was made. So, uh, your your opinion on that? Uh, honestly, I mean, I think he's completely right. Um, I I think he. I mean, he's not a doctor, and he consistently yeah. says that he's not the smartest person ever. He actually calls himself dumb a lot. Um, I mean, I wouldn't give the same opinion to him, but you know, he makes a good point. If you look at the you know just the flu versus COVID for people i think the age is under the age of 16 
you know, the influenza is worse than, than COVID. Like you are more likely to die and get sick from influenza than you are from COVID. And looking at the numbers, you have to be completely objective about this when dealing with this kind of virus. And, you know, it's understandable that people get upset because, you know, they, they've had a loved one that passed away from it. And yeah. that's, that's terrible news. But, like, your fears do not control my freedoms. And it's, it's been hard for me. Uh, I, I ended up getting my first shot of the vaccine not too long ago. Um, solely for being in the military and op-tempo. That was it. Me, my, my personal opinion of it, I was not going to get it because I've already had it. Um, studies have shown there's not a significant reinfection rate for those who have had it, even after the six-month period of having the antibodies. Mm-hmm. And when I went to my cousin's funeral, we came, we, like everyone left, all three of my sisters, no, um, I think Haley had had her vaccine but she got sick and then uh both of my other sisters had covid like they went oh. and got tested they got covid i'm sorry to hear that yeah i mean no they're fine now like they yeah yeah they survived it they're i mean i'd say they're still young and healthy but but i i felt nothing zero symptoms zero changes in my daily habits not not even a slight sign of me getting sick. The number one sign for me getting sick for myself is when I start getting cold. Mm. Like when okay. I physically get cold, I know yeah, that's your, what I'm your getting. fucking apartment is like negative 40 degrees for people who don't know this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I keep my apartment at 66. I looked at my electric bill for this month. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I really? only have fucking 650 square feet. Cause if this is a house, Holy fuck. Um, oh God, Jesus! Yeah, it's it's. Hey, listen, it's what I get. I'm I'm very hot bodied, so I Respect know when it. I'm getting sick because I start getting cold, like uncontrollable, like shivers of me getting fucking cold. And no matter how many blankets I have on me, I'm still cold. That's my number one sign for getting sick. None of that when I came back from the funeral. None of it whatsoever. But all three of them. God but sick. you did have that when you did go when you did have COVID the first time, right? Just to kind of clear the air. Yes. The people. Okay. Yes, that was that was one of the first signs I felt, and then I lost my taste and smell, and then I was like, ah, okay, I probably have fucking COVID. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like I felt nothing, and you know, even so, I'm still technically in my six month window. But, like, I'm pretty sure one of my sisters has had either had had either both or at least one of the vaccines, and she still got sick. Really? Like, maybe it wasn't COVID, but she still got something. Uh, hmm. And she still got sick from it. But I felt nothing. And just from looking at that, it, mm-hmm. it seems like actually having COVID may be more protective of your body's immune system than getting a vaccine for it. 
just a little piece of information. If you get the vaccine, you are no longer allowed to give blood um, to try and help the current people who have COVID. Really? Did not know that. Yeah, because the vaccine destroys all of the antibodies that you have. Shit. Excuse me. You're good. So with you saying that while you're, you know, handling your business. So didn't know that. Now I'll go ahead and put people on a little bit of information for myself, right? Like I told you guys, when I was in Korea, day-to-day life, right? At first, you know, when it all started out, we all, I guess, were a little worried and scared, whatever happened, right? And then, uh, not until probably two months before I left, I don't even think then. Now I'm really thinking about it. Yeah, I never once wore masks to that to that gym, and that gym was probably the size of your apartment. And there was still another, there was like a little walkway to another piece of gym, but it was not big at all. You put fifteen people in there, and it's packed, if that, right? And I still eat, and that's during the height of the pandemic in America and the world, and I still was not wearing a mask. Now I will say this to preface preface that statement. That bakes did a great job with sanitizing everything and making sure everybody was vetted, you know, whether it's temperatures and, you know, clean uh, or wiping down the equipment or whatever it was, right? As soon as you got down and you didn't wipe it, they were only cameras that tell you to go wipe it or they did it themselves, right? They still, they, and I will say that because I don't want to get anybody in trouble if this somehow when it makes it to a, to a certain point. And they also did a great job of, you know, canceling some of the programs that, that the, that they offered, right, due to the fact of, you know, um, what is it, social distancing, excuse me. So, but then I come here, I'm in quarantine, right? Quarantine here is is ass. Excuse my language, it's ass. It's like fucking prison. I'm in a room for 10 days right now. I'm on my ninth day. Luckily, think no, like, tomorrow's my ninth day, excuse me. And then I get my... COVID test here in a couple of days here on Monday. And if that comes back negative, I'm allowed out. Now, excuse me. With that being said, I can't even still go to the next, the gym out of town, right? And I'll, and, and, and to say this, right, uh, Bahrain themselves, right, they, they went ahead and they uh, put uh, uh, lockdown because of, I think I don't know if I'm just taking a guess. I haven't done any research. I think it's because of the rising cases, and also due to India, the rising cases. Excuse me, there. It's pretty bad over there. Nobody knew that. Uh, and because uh, they just passed, I think overnight they passed. Like the first day, the the whole surge went over there. Overnight they passed America and the world as number one for for deaths. But also, with that being said, India has the most people in the world living there. So. You kind of got to take that into account. So, I think it's one billion. But anyways, now that's what I don't understand, right? Is how I can go from that, right, to the, the and the base here is really not that big either. To not even being able to PT, hell, go get food, really do anything, right? It's like they're kind of forcing people to get the vaccine, right? When you can't even, and now it's like I don't have a choice. I really don't have a choice now if I want to do stuff, if I want to be sane. I'll be honest with you, man. My mental health, I'm not, and I'll be honest with you, I really didn't believe in mental health before this whole quarantine. I'll be honest with you, but I have really struggled mentally because I'm an extrovert. Because I, I mean, and I, I mean, I'm an extrovert, obviously, because we're doing a podcast and everything else, right? And, you know, you know me when we go out or we've been out, but 
the thing is, is I haven't seen, but my bet, one of my good friends from Korea who's stationed here, who just poured in yesterday, he bought me some snacks. The food's been ass. They just drop it off your door and leave like you're a monster. They just run. I kid you not, it takes me probably three seconds, to, and I'm at the all at the end of the hall. Actually, probably at the middle of the hall. It's 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 kind of a weird break in the halls of the barracks rooms. But uh, towards the end, I'll say that. And it takes me three seconds to get out of that bed and walk to the door. And every time I do that, by the time I even go to the door, they're gone. It's like the fucking Houdini. I did catch somebody running. This nigga sprinted, bro. I was like, bro, we're not going to kill you. You know what I mean? And it kind of blows my mind to think that. I mean, and I know, you know, we, we said Creed, you know, we will appoint, we will obey the orders of those appointed over me. Solely respect that. Solely will respect that. That at what part in my uh, amendment in my rights and everything else in between am I able to think for myself or even, you know, worry about my own health? Because nobody knows, just like growing up, right? And this is, has nothing to do with this, but yeah, it will kind of segue into this. And I'll, I'll wrap my point up right with this, right? Growing up, our parents did not have processed food. They, they made dinner. They ate a family dinner, you know, whether it was they went to the grocery store and got fresh vegetables and uh, whatever, right? Now, us growing up, we had a lot of processed foods, whether it was McDonald's or Burger King or freaking, I don't know. I wouldn't say Chick-fil-A. I don't think Chick-fil-A is really that processed, but whatever the whatever it is, right? And not even from that, but even in the stores now, it's a lot of processed food, right? A lot of frozen food and everything else. Nobody knew, nobody knows and even still knew the effects of that stuff until now because they're starting to study people and see how, see how it's affecting our body. The same thing for these vaccines. And I'm not discrediting people who got the vaccine. Yeah, cool. Good for you, right? Whether you're forced into it, like we're going to, like we're kind of being, being forced to now. Or they, or they just feel like they wanted to be, you know, the first to step away, which I mean, granted, hey man, you do you. But at the same time, in 20, 25 years, you know, my girlfriend has it. My girlfriend has the vaccine. She was making a joke about getting cancer in the next 20 years. I'll say, please don't say that. That's very, I mean, that's very scary. But, I mean, it gets you thinking. That's very well possible because we don't know. It was a year, less than a year before they pumped this shit out. And then a year before they could even mass produce it. So, that's food for thought. Yeah, man, it's uh, it is very scary uh, looking at these trends. Um, you know, I want to ask you something, right? Were you? You may have been the one of the because you're you're twenty four, twenty three, twenty three. Okay, so when you went to school. I think I was in third grade when we last used a floppy disk. Did you ever use floppy disks? Do you know what those are? I know what they are, but... Did you use them ever? Uh, no. Not by the time we were using computers uh, when I was in school. Okay, so I used in... I remember I was using third grade. For anybody who knows, uh, a floppy disk is just like super first-gen computer shit. I don't know about first-gen, but it's super early in the computer age. Of the world. Uh, now, with that being said, now there was a program we used to do. It was like some bear game. I don't remember what it was, but it was, it was kind of fun when we were kids. I mean, you got old. 
really quickly. And, you know, teachers being teachers, they're just like, play, play with the game until it's time to go to lunch or whatever it is. So we get tired of it, whatever, right? And I don't even know where my train of thought was going with this. Sorry. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, don't even know where my train of thought was going with that. But, yeah, a little fun fact mm-hmm. in case you want to know what the floppy dust was, I guess. <laughs> so i'm looking at this and it's the deaths weekly deaths per 100,000 population by age group in the united states so if you were going to um like, do the math, right? Um, you'd have to multiply it by 3,500, right? Okay. To get the, like, total, you know, population. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I may be wrong on this. Because it seems like some of these would be pretty fucking high. But just <laughs> looking at this. So consistently throughout this entire thing, essentially between z- ages zero and uh, 34, I would say. Okay, between zero and seventeen, you can't even see the fucking line because <laughs> they're all meshed together. It's literally a straight line at fucking zero. Jeez. Yeah. So, Jesus. back Jesus. at the height of it, April of last year, this shit says for zero to five point zero one per one hundred thousand. Six to thirteen, point zero one. Point zero one. Yeah, fourteen to seventeen, point zero one. Mm. Ten or eighteen to twenty-four, point eleven. Twenty-five <laughs> to thirty-four, point three. What? Now, yeah. So thirty-four and younger, like that's the height of it. And then there was like another spike in December. Of last year, mm-hmm. and Somewhere around there, yeah, zero zero to five point zero three, six to thirteen point zero one, fourteen to seventeen point zero four, eighteen to twenty four point ten, twenty five to thirty four point two five, and then there was a slight other spike in January of this year. Essentially, the same exact numbers. Besides 6 to 13 and 14 to 17, had a slight, like, slight increase of 0.02 and then 0.04. But 18 to 24, still the same as the first spike back in 2020. 25 to 34, exact same as 2020. And then 0 to 5 is still 0.01. And now, you look at 
right now. June. Like, this was updated June 4th, 2021. Zero to five, zero. Six to 13, zero. 14 to 17, zero. 18 to 24, zero. 35 to fit, or uh, 25 to 34, zero. You even start going into the upper number. 25 or 35 to 54, 0.01. So why do you propose that they're trying to get people vaccinated if those are the numbers? Like that is the absolute fact, right? Like I don't care what people say, right? You can argue opinion all day of the week, right? But if I tell you right now that that is, if I tell you, I look at a picture and I say, or if I look at a rock, I'm like, that's a rock. And you're like, no, that's not a rock, right? Okay, clearly you're fucking stupid, first of all. But also at the same time, that is a rock. So you can't deny that being a rock. Maybe you're just playing or maybe you're just really stupid. But just like that, right? If you're over here telling me that those are the stats at 0. 0.1, or excuse me, 0. 0.01, and, and everything else in between, why would there be such a push to get vaccinated when I feel like, one, it's ran its course through, I guess, all of us, right? And, and truly, I, people might get mad when I say this, but I think if you get it, and hell, I've never got it. So if I get it and die, maybe that's what I'm supposed to die, right? But maybe it's just the rival to the fittest at that point, man. Maybe you can't handle that shit or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I got for people to get like cancer or freaking, uh, you know, a, stri- a disease that might really kill you, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair, right? But something like this, right? If you can't handle this, motherfucker, next. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's my opinion because I don't think that it's fair for people to have to get a vaccine to feel like they need to be normal again, right? Because, especially when you have had it, right? And you're over here telling me, you know, your experience, which, I mean, granted, you're one of the people in the room. Maybe you got lucky with your experience, right? I mean, you did because you didn't die, but also your experience was not contracting it again. Excuse me, I heard a story of a person who got it three times. Every time they got it, uh, they got it, got it taken care of, they would go back to work and get it again. And, you know, those are, those are also maybe super rare cases or, or just cases that don't get spoke of, but why is it that we're getting pushed to take a vaccine, right? Right? All of us are getting pushed to take a vaccine. And you hear this, these conspiracy theories, right? Which, I mean, people say conspiracy theories are really now the truth. The government just didn't want us to know. You know, just like aliens nowadays. Like, you know, I don't know if you notice it. The government's kind of like slowly telling us the aliens are real. Uh, you know, I, I, it's a little, little sidebar right quick. Like, and I'll, I'll say, I, the reason I say this is because even Barack Obama came out with a statement and said that it will, if uh, the American people know about, uh, I guess, other life, it might be what brings us together. He didn't deny it. He didn't say anything. He just said, if they know. You break down those words, it's like he knows something, right? Granted, I mean, maybe I'm reading a little much into that, whatever, cool, but that's just a, a fucking ex-president is saying that. So a little, little bit big of a deal for me. Uh, but back to what I was saying, if you can't handle, uh, you know, COVID and you pass away, you know, God rest your soul, whatever the whatever you believe in. But I don't, I truly don't think it's fair, especially when we went, we thought uh, lockdowns are going to last two weeks and then lasted months and months and then 
you know, people are starting. It's and and truly, again, I got lucky. My uh, my my life was pretty much normal for the most part during this whole experience, and I can see why people, especially being in this quarantine where I'm at now, why people's mental health was, you know, we're extroverts or just you know are are used to being around family and friends, or whatever. You know, our people they love are, are really getting affected. And I, again, I was I was truly not a believer of mental health problems until I came here and this happened. And I say that I'll tell you this, man, I was actually raised in a pretty strict, tough household. We didn't cry as a man. We didn't complain as men. You took what you got and you deal with it and you move forward and you made yourself better from what you experienced, whether it was good or bad. You took a lesson from that shit. And that's what I was going to say earlier. Now that I remember after I said that is somewhere along the way, we've stopped raising men. We raised boys. And we stopped raising women. We were raising girls. You just want to fucking twerk for a camera and go out and party. And I'll tell you right now, man, I was fucking drunk as fuck in the shower today. Shower gun, three Trulies. Had nothing to eat. So I was a little sauce. I'm not going to lie. I ain't no bitch, but, you know, I was a little sauce. And. I started to think to myself, and I don't know why, but I started to think like this sometimes. It's really random when I do this. I started to think, I was like, at some point, I started to run from growing up. And now it's at a point to where either I do it and I'm where I want to be sooner or later, or I'm way behind the gap and I'm a failure. And there's going to be a lot of regret in my life. You know, and that comes with a lot of, like, learning and career paths and whatever else, right? It's a, lot of, a lot of personal things. It was, it was a fucking... It was, it was like a self-help time for me. It was weird. Uh, well, not even self-help, but it was just it was just weird, right? And thinking about that, right? If you think about that, Kernogle, and then you break down what I said earlier about raising uh, men and women, right? Now we're not doing that anymore. I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't agree with the whole. I do agree with mental health. Whatever, cool, right? I guess I don't say I agree with all of it, but I agree with a little bit more of it after experiencing it myself because I found myself fucking losing it. I don't have a TV here. I have shitty ass internet. I have a phone who doesn't that literally is on fucking Go Navy Wi Fi. Anybody who's listening to this, if you have you're in the military and you have Go Wi Fi, you're ass. It's ass. It sucks ass. Okay, I just say that a lot. Say that now. And experiencing quarantine in Mississippi and in Virginia, nothing compared to this. And yet. Somehow, some way, I guess people just want to feel entitled enough, man, to not fucking stand up for what they believe in. And when they do stand up for what they believe in, they don't go about it the right way. They go about it the most ignorant way, whether it's looting or fucking hitting people or shooting people, whatever, dude. Well, this is a huge segue, but this is just kind of all blends into the whole COVID thing and how the world really, really rapidly declined in the sense of uh, the middle and lower classes and then rose in the higher classes, you know, whether it's entertainment or fucking whatever. So, yeah. Well, that was a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I definitely agree. Um, You know, it's, it's rough to see the worldview or at least the the view in the united states um changing from you know men used to be men like they used to work hard work manual labor jobs bring home the bread for their family 
put dinner on the table and now you have people saying like, oh, it's toxic masculinity that's like destroying everything. Like we were raised in a patriarchy. You know, it's it's men that are like ruining everything. Women can do the exact same thing that men can. Um, and somehow with the media, it, like it all meshes together. Like the media somehow takes all of these problems that are spreading around the United States and they all decided, they, they just decided like, crunch it all together like the lgbtq uh like black Matter, covid like toxic masculinity third wave feminism and then they just like crush it up into like all this big like what's fucked up with the u.s ball and then they they just like consume it and then they just like throw it back up on the american people whenever they're talking on their news networks or uh, like any media outlet that they're on. <clears throat> and it's so fucked up because now you're at the point where, you know, if you are a, a masculine man who works for his family, you're conservative, you, you're a Christian, you know, you're into fitness um, or, you know, I mean, you have old views. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like you have mostly conservative views. Then if you try and speak out about it, you'll be like, like in a public forum at all. You'll be just ridiculed and attacked immediately. Bro, thank you so much. Thank you so much for saying that. I was honestly waiting to see where your opinion was going to go with that. I knew it was going to go, but I didn't want to say anything because – I'll, I'll stop you right there for a quick second. I had an ex-girlfriend, dude, who got fucking mad as shit at me for not agreeing with Black Lives Matter to the fullest, bro. You know what I mean? And I'm black. And she's, and in prefaces, well, she's not even black, bro. She's not even fucking black. I mean, and honestly, that, it's crazy because same. Like, sorry to cut you off, but same. Like, no, you're good. Me and my ex got into, like, a, a, like, a little educational session because she was like, why don't you support Black Lives Matter? And I was like, it's not that you don't support it. Preface this with everybody, with everything, right? It's not that you don't support every aspect of that. It's that you look at the bigger picture and then fine tune the whole thing is what it is. Because I mean, you've had this discussion, but now we're doing it in a forum setting. So I wanted, I wanted to say that before you went anywhere in somebody somewhere commented or took this and fucking ran with it. Because uh, I'm the same way and I'm black. And I've had experience with the police in the outside where I've been called the N-word hard R multiple times. I etc. So continue with what you're saying. Yeah, of course. So, uh, like, she's like, "Why don't you support, you know, like the Black Lives Matter movement or whatnot?" I'm like, "Okay, let's break this down, right? Let's let's look at the big picture and then break down each little piece of it." All right, Black Lives Matter is an organization that partic- uh, facilitates, you know, rallies and and protests. And, you know, promotes rioting, looting, vandalism, burning of buildings. So that would include arson. And they take the, the people who they decide to turn into martyrs, right? People like, uh, you know, George Floyd um, or... You know, honestly, I feel very misinformed right now because I don't remember all of the names because there have been so many that 
the Black Lives Matter movement has decided to get behind. But then you start looking into these people's past and who they decided to turn into martyrs. George Floyd was a career criminal. George Floyd broke into the house of a pregnant woman and put a gun to her belly while his friends robbed her place. Now, I'm not going to necessarily say I'm not saying that he deserved to die on that day at all. I, I, you know, yeah, what okay. happened was tragic and shouldn't yep. have happened, you know. But what I am saying is you are taking the scum of society and making them look like absolute angels and then taking people's money and not actually giving it back to black communities. So if you if you go and look at their like donation funds and then see where they're actually sending it to, they're giving all almost all of their donations to white Democrat politicians and they're giving it to their foundations. So I told her very plainly, I'm like, I'm not going to support an organization who lies about their intentions and then creates mass hysteria whenever someone who's black dies by a police officer. And that's the only scenario that they ride at. No one stood up for the countless black officers who died during the riots that the Black Lives Matter movement had produced. No one stands up for the countless black lives who die in South Chicago or Baltimore or Detroit or St. Louis due to gang violence. No one stands up for the fact that, hey, maybe it's because of, you know, the so-called toxic masculinity that like a majority or not necessarily a majority, but a lot of black males don't have in their childhood because you are incentivizing um, like fatherless households because you give people welfare checks and then they realize that they can get more money if they just have more kids. So there's no reason to actually build a relationship and have a nuclear family. So Mm -hmm. now you have kids who don't have a father who don't teach them how to actually act correctly, teach them how to respect women, teach them how to take care of a family, teach them how to take care of themselves. No, you have children who are looking for that type of bond. And where do they find it? They find it in gangs because they want to be a part of some type of brotherhood that attaches them to some type of male figure. And now you're turning all of those people into martyrs if they get killed by a white man. No, I mean, that is the most accurate depiction on, on American society or one of the biggest problems in American society today. And I'll, and anybody who doesn't know me and who may listen to this uh, or who does listen to this, I was raised in a very fortunate, I was a foster kid raised in a very fortunate uh, white household in the middle of nowhere, Virginia. Uh, and as I grew up, uh, we separated our lives, and then I reconnected with my biological mother, uh, who was uh, black. And she still, and to this day, I was just on leave a month ago, not even a month ago, a couple weeks ago, and she still sells drugs. She still does the same shit she was doing when I first met her, after I after I stopped my college life and you know helped her on. No, I'm not saying she doesn't. She's never helped me out, right? I've been put in some hard situations, and she's definitely stepped up to help me, right? And uh, 
But those are the things that I see. And then me having nieces and nephews who are, who are in middle school, high school, and even younger than that, who my little niece lived with her. And, and I found out she missed majority of the school year online. And I was pissed because she has autism and she's going to be, she's already, and nobody, no offense to anybody who doesn't have, or who has, excuse me, kids or who automat- who does have those uh, special needs. But they're automatically behind a curb if they're not diagnosed early enough. And she wasn't diagnosed early enough. And now she's behind that curb already. And then on top of that, for her to miss school just pisses me off more because they're not getting their help. She needs to live a healthy life after we're gone. Because I told her to her face, I said, what do you expect to happen when she sees you scream and holler and act ignorant and belligerent and use and abuse people? How is she going to translate that to her older life? She's going to do the same thing because that's what she knows. And that's what kids know. And just like you, just to piggyback on what you said, that's why people do it. And I'll say this. I'll say this. You are right about that when it comes to uh, people who don't have fathers, because I, had a fa- I was fortunate enough to have a foster father. Great man for the most of my life, right? He had a, everybody has their own uh, family issues that they diagnose and deal with. Uh, and recently just saw him for the first time in years, you know, and uh, kind of eye-opening on how, how life takes its parts you know, on people and, and everything else in between. But to think and look at how he raised me and then how I developed it, right? Right. Cause you will, at a certain point, you'll develop your own, you know, thoughts and conscious and everything else in between. Cause you're not, I mean, just like racism, racism is taught. You're not born racist. Just like you're just like, you're not born to fear spiders. They just look ugly as fuck. And you're like, that doesn't look right. I can do everything on my two legs. Why do you need eight? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> right. So, it's shit like that, man. So, but oh, just a, just a, sorry, that was a little, I, that laugh kind of got me off topic for a second, uh, off, off concentration. But just when I, me and him disconnected our, from our lives, I went and joined my fraternity and suck, and suck, or not seat. What is what that word I was trying to find? Uh, seat freaking uh, leadership from a, 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 from a, from a male. Because I was still a young man. I was still a young man. I mean, I still technically am in the eyes of anybody older than me. And I needed that, that guidance. And I was just trying to find something to, to latch on to. So I can speak firsthand on that. And it pisses me off because I have friends when I lived in Baltimore. I took care of my mom. And I was working a security job. And I was taking care of other people in my family. And I was, and I had friends who were, we were clearing some pretty decent money, you know, working on a security job. Whether it was tips for getting in, Right. Or it was, you know, our, our paycheck. Because you know how it is when you're a bouncer or whatever you do. And they're still claiming uh, welfare because they're not being honest on whatever they're doing. Or they're still claiming uh, food stamps. I actually got fired because I got a, almost a physical altercation with a guy because he bragged and bragged and bragged, dude. And I just couldn't take it anymore because I was young and I was ignorant. And he kept bragging. And one day he was bragging a little too much to me about how he was clearing all this money working this job. And on top of that, he was getting, I think, $1,200 in food stamps a month. And I've been homeless. I've lived out of a car for seven months of my life, if not longer. You know, due to reasons unknown, you know, to everybody else who's listening and you, 
I don't just go around telling people that. Just like I don't go around fucking recording when I give people money or food who are homeless. That's beyond me. I'm not that type of man. Never will be. But yeah, I'll tell you this. That shit will make you a different person. It'll make you hungry to get where you want to be. And then you'll forget about where you were. But then somehow something will happen and you'll rekindle that fire again. And he fucking was bragging and bragging. And I just told him, I was like, look, motherfucker, you keep saying something, I'm going to steal you. He was bigger than me. He would have whooped my ass. But I would have given him one in the mouth. I would have given him a fist right to the mouth. Because I truly believe why that shit was funded was for people who actually need that. You know, That's why we can't send people. That's why it's a damn shame that the government can't help people who are, you know, like I say, I get my girl pregnant and she can't stay at home. She's got to still go to work and leave her kid with somebody else because whatever. I'm not saying that's the, the case because I don't have the kid, just so everybody knows. I'm just saying that's the that's often the case sometimes. You got to go, you have a kid, go right back to work. And you can't even get that connection with your kid anymore. You know, I think that is a true issue. I'm not saying that we need to get rid of welfare, but I think we need to, just like a drug, you know, wean these people off of this stuff and provide more jobs. I've had so many ideas for jobs, whether it be for one idea, man, just uh, this has nothing to do with anything. But, you know, now I'm on this tangent. I, w- I think that people, once you get to be 55 years old, you need to stop driving and or you need to be able to take a yearly driving test. And then if you fail, no, nothing on your own. Right. You should be able to have a government funded right job, kind of like Uber. But they, that those kids are getting paid, you know, to drive you around and, and help you with your with your duties, whether it's appointments or whatever it is. And then those kids can still learn those stories and those old people and pass that shit down and then kind of, you know, help them out. Shit like that, because I'll be damned with the reason I didn't join the military, because I used to go over the not only for my dad, because it was a thing that most of the men in my family did. But I used to go over the street to this old man's house named Mr. Rakes. And I used to help him with everything he needed to be helped with at 11, 12 years old, and so forth, because I knew he couldn't do it. And, I, and he always asked, for, asked to pay me. I refused to take his money. I said, no. He said, well, what can I do for you? And I told him, I said, sit down. I'll take a glass of water. I want to hear some stories about when you were my age and stories when you're in the military. That's what I love to hear. Bet, the best stories you had were, were those stories for me. He was in the Navy. And that's the shit that we miss now. That we can't, that you can't get back. You can't just dig up somebody and be like, hey man, tell me that story. You can't do that. And I hope that's just fucked up. So that, that that's just that's a little segue to kind of go into all of that shit. But that shit blows my mind that you kind of like you you say it, you say it perfect, man. You say it perfect. Everything you said, I agree with. You know, maybe a little bit, maybe I'll feel a little bit more passionate because I've, you know, I've actually, you know, experienced uh some things. Uh, not to say you haven't, you know, I mean, I, you, you were raised in a, you know, I think you were what, like fucking one of six bl- uh, white people in your neighborhood or your school. So you've, you've seen some shit. You've experienced some shit too. Not to discredit you at all, you know, but I've, I've seen both sides of the coin. And I know what it takes to get from one side to the other. It ain't a miracle. It's just hard work and a plan. And with that plan comes determination and focus. Yeah, I have forgotten where I came from many times, but something that's humbled me such as an NJP, I'll be the first to tell you I've been there. Because you don't know, it's the, the worst punishment in the military. Well, that's the second worst punishment. Worst punishment is a fucking court martial. So, 
Yeah, man. It's, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I like what you finished up with the end with where you, you said it's like, it's due to hard work and, you know, to loop this all, uh, back and around and come full circle <clears throat> with COVID and, you know, the government paying people to have, uh, unemployment and to not work now. And, you know, I'll preface this with, if you lost your job due to COVID, the, the government should be there to help you with the, the conditions that you live in up to a certain point. I, like, I'll, I'll say up to a certain point because, you know, once you get like into, you know, three, four, five, six months of not having a job and completely living off of unemployment, you know, you, you mentally, you'd start to lose that drive. You start to lose that desire to do better and to actually get back into the workforce and be a, you know, producing member of society. And so with the government continuously paying people to not work, you know, I've seen reports on the internet of McDonald's trying to incentivize people to come work because they don't have enough workers. It's like, Hey, if you just apply, we'll give you like $50. And I mean, that's not a lot, obviously like in the grand scheme of things, 50 bucks isn't a lot of money, but people are having to incentivize people to get a job. And like right now there are like more open positions in America. Like this is one of the highest points in America where there are jobs. There are tons of, of jobs in America and you know, the media and the way it's put out, they'll, they'll want to lie to you and tell you like, no, you like, you can't find a job. You can't do this. You need the government's help. And that's the problem is that once you start having people rely on the government, then it's almost like a drug. Like, like you were saying before how welfare is like a drug and you know, you have to wean people off of it. And now there's even more people getting checks for unemployment. And it's still that same scenario of a, a, a drug-like addiction to being lethargic, not having a dream to go after, not having any motivations, not having any you know, dedication or self-discipline to, to not go forth and actually get more money than you would be on unemployment like going and getting a a craft like a technical skill like a a diesel engine mechanic hvac certified electrician plumber um, small engine mechanic these jobs and crafts do not take a lot of money to get into and once you actually get good at it it is a lot of money like Like, you know, how it goes from like apprentice to journeyman to master as you continue on with your trade 
in those types of of jobs and like a master electrician or a master plumber they can charge us like 40 plus dollars an hour for their services and you know yeah it may take time to get there but if you're passionate about it and you're you want to do better you can get there very quickly it would not be difficult to just continue working and continue perfecting your skill and your craft and learning everything you can and then getting after it, putting yourself out there, you know, working for an electrical company for a little while. And then, you know, once you reach master, maybe you go off and you start your own electrical company and then you start training more people and then you're bringing in double income of you working and then you actually owning a business because, you know, with the electricians under you, you're able to, you're, I mean, you're most likely taking some of the revenue that they're getting to operate the equipment and, you know, to pay for the basic necessities of the company. But then when you go out and work, you're also gaining that income. And it blows my mind how people nowadays just don't have any dedication to wanting to be better. And, you know, something like COVID will just drastic, drastically decrease people's like motivation and desires because it, it just starts it. I'm going to start sounding like a fucking crazy person, but it messes with your psyche and how you operate, right? Like it completely changed everyone's lives in a manner that now people just start like questioning their, everyday actions or it's like oh is this going to keep me safe oh is you know is this going to affect somebody else and then they just start like being so drained by everything around them that they have no pursuit of like their own dreams and i i saw this report or uh like it, it was on the news somewhere and they were saying like like the old American dream is dying. And I was like, what? Like, no, it's not. It's not dying. It's being murdered. It's being stabbed by the media continuously putting out false information to like have scare tactics of people so that they don't like take their own lives back. Like, this country was built on people who had an authority problem. Like we didn't think, you know, taxes were right without representation, you know, no taxation without representation. That's 100% why we threw the fucking tea off of the boats and the, you know, at Boston, that's 100% why we started the American Revolution. Now, I'll say this, though, for anybody who's listening in, just to pause you for a second. Yeah, that's a difference between that type of authority problem and me telling you to go take out the trash and you're getting fucking butthurt. You know, there's two different, there's two different scales to that. There's a, or there's a whole scale to that whole, whole system. You know, because uh, kids nowadays are, 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 my opinion, way too privileged. Um, I think that they made it, they've made things way too easy for people now. And they're used to being given things, whether i.e. welfare, i.e. calculators, i.e. Google Maps, 
whatever it is. Too too easy to just go about and not think about how you want to live your life. They make it too easy, just like you said, for you to give up on your dreams and go go do something else that's a lot easier. So there's nothing's wrong with it being easy. But if you don't want to challenge yourself, I don't want to be your friend, to be honest with you. Because I don't want you bringing me down. I don't want you telling me how to live my fucking life and how I'm taking a chance that, you know, it's crazy, whatever. Because just today, I thought of a great opportunity and I seized it. Is it going to work out? Possibly not. But I've asked so many people and everyone, everyone before them has said no. And I took this chance now and I got a half yes. There just has to be some things that need to play in a factor. Just like Bill Gates said, I believe it was him. He asked like 3,000 people, whatever. And fucking 70% of people said, fuck no. 20% of people were like, oh, good idea, but, you know, I won't support you. And then 10% of the people, or no, 9% of the people were like, we'll support you, but did nothing about it. And then there's that 1% of people who actually supported him and helped him with what he needed. And now look at him. I hate to cut you off, but that's just that's that's where I want. I don't want people thinking that, oh, I, you're in the military. Of course, you can deal with authority. No, it doesn't work like that. It's knowing the right time and right place to stand up and not be a pussy about dumb shit. In my opinion. No, honestly, I really like that segue because it <clears throat> uh, it really ties in with a point that you know, um, you know that story about. Uh, Bill Gates um, and I had uh, one of my mentors before I joined the Navy um, he told me he was like don't take no for an answer and for people who don't know this I was undesignated for almost two years but what did you do before <laughs> no, I'm playing I'm playing so, um <laughs> And the undes life is not fun. Undes, undes, give them a little bit more like understanding of your, of your just give them a little bit of your day to day, you know, the way they understand. Because I, I I hear undes, I'm like, what the fuck is that? If I was a civilian, so I mean, my typical work day, right? I mean, besides the additives added in stuff that I did for myself, uh, you know, I woke woke up at four, was at the gym by five done at six i go to the boat muster at seven and then immediately start working and it's like manual labor type work like we're not fucking (laughs) and shit right like you're fucking lifting shit up and like moving it and you know a carrier is not a fucking small ship (laughs) no and not at all it's three football fields in case people didn't know yeah at least long yeah, if you're having to move something from the back of the ship to the front, like, there's multiple decks that you have to cross. Like, sometimes we'd have shit on, like, the third deck, and then you'd have to move it to the front of the ship on the O3, which is fucking... So, the main deck, everything above that is O1, O2, O3, O4... And then, mm-hmm. like, the second deck is below the main deck, right? And then you have the third deck, which is – it keeps going down. 
So if you're moving from the third deck to the 03, one, two, three, four, five, you're moving up five fucking sets of stairs. And these stairs aren't normal fucking stairs that you walk up on a house, okay? You're it, like, imagine the the stairs that you have and you're looking at it from the side and then you shrink the width of it to like three feet. So like... Called ladder walls. Yeah, right? So if your usual stair is about, I'd say maybe like a foot wide, right? Like you can almost fit your entire foot on a whole stair set, right? Yeah, cut that down to like a fourth. Mm. And then also the stairs aren't connected in between them. So it's very easy to fucking trip on them if you step too far into a step and then you just bring your foot straight up. You'll smack the next fucking step and then trip. And that shit fucking hurts because it's metal. Also, falling down a ladder well, not fucking fun. <laughs> it hurts. You have like big ass falling a ladder well. I'm sorry. Bro, if you miss a step, you're fucked. You're falling like a foot and a half before you catch the next step. And if you're carrying something, goodbye. You're done. <laughs> it's over. Like, you're getting seriously injured. And it fucking blows. And then also, the rest of the fucking boat is gone by like 1330 or 1400 or 130 or 2 o'clock. And you're there until like 5 or 6. And then Jeez. you drive home and there's a fuck ton of traffic in this area. And then maybe you get home in like 45 minutes on a good day. And then you have no fucking energy to like do anything else or you just fucking like drink. Cause that's the only type of fucking mental help that you have. <laughs> Sad, but true. And, and then you just like fucking click repeat. Uh, so I did that for almost two years. Uh, and then like my, de- some people in my department were like, like half supportive of me going into the job that I have now. And then some of them were just like not supportive at all. Cause they wanted me to be a BM so badly. And like, like the only reason that I got to do some of the things that I got to do is because I was a top performer with like E3 and below uh, for like evals, like going to get on the job training with the people who are in my right now on the boat. Like mm-hmm. the only reason I got to do that was because I was an EP sailor. Our fucking first lieutenant was not about it. He was like, yeah, if you're MP or a P sailor, no OJT for you. Like, and that's about, that's like written in the fucking regulations for undeads. Like they're supposed to get OJT to be able to learn about other rates that are out there that they could go do. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, so that's why you need striker rate. Striker yeah. rate, excuse me. Not not in this deck department. The man said, fuck no. Damn. That's um, sad. I mean, I think that uh, when most people think about the military, they don't really think about those type of things. They just see the cool shit, like the high-speed, low-drag shit. I mean, which we've done, I mean, some cool shit. I wouldn't say high-speed, low-drag, but... Just to preface that, like, 
Not everything's all fun and games. I'll be honest with everybody right now. It's not all coked up and joked to be. Most things are not fun and games. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. Especially when you actually, you know, are – I mean, in my opinion, you were rewarded because you worked hard. And, those, I mean, and those things aren't easy. You know, and that's normally how life works. If it ain't easy, then it's probably good for you. You know, you take an 18-, 17-year-old with a waiver, you know, 19-year-old. Anybody below 21 that joins the military for me is a fucking is, – is a child. I joined at 23. I went to college, lived my life, did some crazy shit, experienced some hardships, whatever. You know, and I, I say that with respect because they haven't really experienced life. It's really been transitioned from parents to another secure environment. So I didn't know shit when I joined the military. Exactly, that's the thing. Most people don't understand that, but either it's it works it works one of two ways: either you learn quick, your example, or you or you don't and you drown. And that goes to be said with people who get kicked out or get in some serious trouble, right? I'll say I went to NJP my first year on some shit that really wasn't my fault, right? I mean, I take responsibility for my actions, right? But it was just, it blown out of proportion. But it was one of those, but I say, when I say get in trouble, I'm saying like underage drinking or, you know, fighting or just doing doing shit that is, is very uh, immature is what it is. You know, that's the shit that I, that I, I count, you know. It's sad, but I mean it's the truth. That's how people people work, uh, especially when you're that young and you're dealing and you're getting a steady paycheck and you don't really have any bills or whatever. And you definitely don't have debt, so I mean they're gonna go out and buy a dumbass car for high ass APR and interest, and the next thing you know you're gonna, you know, everybody knows the stories, but that, that, that's where my, that's where that's where he comes from. He's seen it all. He, I think when I say when I say. Uh, People, this is the best translation I can give to you, and then I'll let you go continue. This nigga came from the trenches of the Navy, okay? <laughs> he came from the trenches of the Navy, in my opinion. You've seen some good, but you've seen a lot of bad. A lot of bad. Yeah, man, it was pretty rough. Um, and now I'm, I'm a little at the fucking... Like, damn near fucking Gucci spot I could be in the fucking Navy. Like, it's wild. Um, but, like, back to what I was saying, like, don't take no for an answer. Like, those people weren't supportive of me, like, leaving the boat and doing this. But, you know, I just kept fucking asking people until someone said yes. Bro, my dumbass, that fucking, oh, God, how old was I, 20? I called the fucking master chief of the rate, like the enlisted community manager of the rate that I am in now. And like called her in the middle of the fucking like COVID pandemic. Like I got cussed out by a master chief over the phone because I wanted to be in the rate that I was now. And I just wouldn't fucking take no as an answer. Like, I just shot straight to the top. And I was like, she was like, why are you calling me? I was like, because I want to be an IS. And I thought this was a good place to start. She was like, do you have a chief on your ship? I was like, yes, my chief. There's a senior chief on my boat. She was like, 
Oh, okay. Then why the fuck are you talking to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> no way, bro. Bro, dead ass. She was not having it. She, she was that ass. Pissed, bro. Bro, she was mad as hell. But that's what it, like, sometimes that's what it fucking takes. Why the fuck are you calling me? Because <laughs> I wanted to fucking do it. Like, and and now I'm working with someone who knows about the conversations that I've had with that that particular lady and and he's like dude i'm fucking i like the ambition like you fucking had some fucking balls and took the chance and i mean yeah you balls. got like you, you all know, that balls <laughs> and you know i mean yeah you got an ass chewing but i'm sure you've had an ass chewing before like well yeah sometimes you're gonna have fucking trip ups and faults but if you want to do something like, even in the middle of the fucking COVID pandemic, I, I mean, you know, there's a fine line between fucking stupidity and courage, but, um, uh, you know, I, you did, you just maybe, like melted down on me a little bit there, bro. I know. I'm sorry. I, uh, maybe it was fucking stupidity was the reason I called, but. Uh, I wanted to do it and I fucking got after it. And with the COVID pandemic, just like destroying people's lives, like people need to still understand that there are opportunities out there. And, you know, going back to what the media puts out, it just like destroys the idea that there's even options out there. And they just continuously put out this piss poor information for people. And it's so frustrating to me. And, and I'm sure it is to you because, you know, I mean, one of the main reasons that I joined the military was because I believe this country is the greatest country on earth. And I believe this is the very last place that true freedom does exist. And now, you know, we have people in the media who are essentially trying to act like fucking overlords of opinions for people. And it's, it pisses me off to see that people just fucking falter and kneel to people like this. And it, it, it just pisses me off so much. And, you know, Albert, Albert Einstein, said that the average man dies at 25 but is buried at 70. And he said that in in my interpretation of the words that he said was because people just lose all fucking dreams and all ambition when they're young. And so then they just like essentially survive like it's not living anymore you're just surviving through life and then you finally your physical body finally actually dies and i never want to fucking go like that even when i fucking die like i want to be fighting something whether it be a fucking disease whether it be in a firefight while I'm still in the military, you know, whether it be like I'm 
uh, I'm having to protect someone's life. And when I become a civilian, anything, I want to fucking die fighting, but like, do not let me go out just fucking like peacefully in like, and just with no ambitions whatsoever. It's just like the most piss poor way to die to me. And, you know, if I were to die from COVID, fuck it. And I died. I would just become a fucking statistic at that point. But, but seeing as how I fucking lived through it, then don't let me fucking die quietly. That's just my view. I respect it. Well, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up, man. We had some pretty good conversations, but it's uh, almost 2 a.m. here for me. Oh, uh, fuck. Yeah, man. You need yeah, keep, yeah, right. Uh, I'm trying to switch my sleep schedule back to – I, I, I got to quarantine soon. So, yeah, hopefully everybody enjoyed these little talks we had. Uh, made some fucking hella good points to end it on. That's why I don't want to really uh, go any more into depth. Uh, on top of the sleep that I need, but at the same time, uh, kind of give us a little bit of wiggle room for the next one. But hell yeah, if anybody took anything from it, as David Goggins once said, stay hard, you know, stay fucking motivated. And, you know, if you're comfortable, you're wrong. That's all I got to say. Right. <clears throat> all right, brother. Uh, you fucking get some sleep, and uh, hopefully, we can do one of these again soon to, you know, keep the audience alive. Sounds like a plan, brother. I'll, uh, I'll catch you. I probably don't like that or whatever. Sounds good, man. All right, Until brother. next time, this has been I'll Raise You This. Thank you.